Praise the Lord, church. Amen. Isn't God good? Thankful to be in the house of God tonight. Amen. Thankful to be teaching His Word. To be on this side of the flowers. Amen. Anybody glad to be alive? All right. Amen. Yeah, you got it? Oh, I got you. You're the, you're the one that, that I'm preaching to tonight then, right? <laughs> I found him. Y'all are dismissed. <laughs> Amen. God is good. I want you to turn with me, if you will, First Chronicles chapter 29. Good to be teaching during the first night of General Conference. Amen. Folks that didn't know they were going to be singing during General Conference, it's good. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 29, beginning with verse 1. Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great, because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord God. Say amen to that. Now for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might, say all my might, gold for things to be made of gold, silver for things of silver, bronze for things of bronze, iron for things of iron, wood for things of wood, onyx stones, stones to be set, glistening stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold and of gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses. There are some that have done the math, professors, amen, and Universities that would say just in the gold and the silver alone, there was in today's uh, numbers, there would have been nearly $30 million, amen, that David would have given to this uh, project. That's a lot, isn't it? To overlay the walls of the houses, the gold for the things of gold, the silver for the things of silver, and for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen, who then is willing, or who then, this is a question mark, who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord. Then the leaders of the fathers' houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and of, and of hundreds, with the officers over the king's work, offered willingly. They gave for the work of the house of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 8,000 talents of bronze, 100,000 talents of iron, and whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord into the hand of Jehiel and the Gershonite. Then people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly, because the loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord. And King David also rejoiced greatly. Amen. Please excuse the mess. How many heard that when you were coming in tonight? Amen. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful, God, for your presence, your power. So glad, God, for your spirit, Lord Jesus, that we feel your word, God, that we have to teach us and draw us. Lord Jesus, we want you, God, to let us be different when we leave here than when we came, God. Let us be closer to you through all things in Jesus' name. Everybody said in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. 
to David, the temple was a big deal, wasn't it? The Bible tells us that he gave sacrificially. This man rounded up the gold and the silver that he had. We know that David was a man after God's own heart anyway. Amen. And in this project, we find also in earlier scriptures that it was a big deal also to God. Such a big deal, Brother Kozart, that he wouldn't even allow David to build it. Amen. He said, you're, you've got, you're a man of war. You've got too much blood on your hands. My temple is going to be a big deal. I'm going to let you uh, provide things for it. I'm going to let you contribute to it. I'll let you sacrifice. But your son's going to build it. Amen. And so that's why David chronicled this and talked about his son that was young and inexperienced. And he laid out, amen. And the question that he said after he itemized all of the things that he was going to give and the sacrifice that he was going to make and the big deal that it was to him he asked the question who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord amen the challenge of consecration came from David many leaders echoed and followed their leader David amen and they did as he did and they found their gold, you know, whatever it was that they had laying around, amen, and they contributed, they gave, they sacrificially gave, and they did that, amen. This was a big deal, amen. It was something that was going to be sacred. It was something that would be taken seriously. It would not be done carelessly, amen, or just uh, lighthearted or shot from the hip. Can I get an amen? A Wednesday night, amen. It was a big deal the house of God the building of the temple it was a big deal 1 Corinthians tells us this Paul says to the church in Corinth he said what question mark what know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which you have of God and are not your own it's a question mark for you were bought with a price therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. Amen. We belong to Him. This body that you're looking at, although uh, probably not as good looking to you as walls that were overlaid with gold and silver. I get it. I'm close, but I get it. Amen. You're not going to hurt my feelings. But it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. I wish I could get a. All right. This body that you're looking at and the one that amen that you have sitting there in a chair is the temple in which his presence dwells it is a place amen that houses the presence of the almighty God the one that said be ye holy for I am holy amen the one that said the seat of your heart will be the throne in which I sit on hallelujah this body is the temple of the Holy Ghost amen. it also gets overheated easy amen how many of you I would like to ask you and, and this is you know you can raise your hand you can give me a I'd rather a little more than a nod amen I get, I get that repetitively but how many of you would say when you walked in here tonight you were a little confused at the condition just give me a hand raise will you do that 
you kind of walked in, you thought, man, there's a trash can by the front door. Bag of trash dumped out here at the entrance. Sister Marks was about to lose her mind. Listen to me. I don't even have to ask. I just know Sister Marks was about to lose it. She probably started picking up. Were you told that you couldn't pick up? Okay, I thought so. Yeah, I figured. I figured when she walked in, she'd just get to it. No, we ain't having this. No, this ain't going to work. And someone had to tell her, no, don't, don't, don't pick it up. And the phrase was used, please excuse the mess. Amen. How many was kind of offended? Anybody? I'm old school enough that if this was for real, this would have offended me. How many would come to a church on a regular basis that was just trashed and, and, and careless like this? And for, I'm talking about for real. Raise your hand if you would come to a church that was careless like this. If you saw a kid stand in the center aisle drinking a Pepsi, and when he finished it, he just tossed it on the floor and just kept walking. Would you do that, Brother Kozar? How long would you come? Not very long. I'm just going to tell you, I wouldn't come very long. If you don't care about the house of God that much, I'm, I'm, I'll see you. I'll find one. Amen? That's kind of the feeling I wanted you to have. Was anybody distracted? Anybody kind of, yes, yeah, Sister Marks. Anybody, anybody not named Marks, <laughs> she's still distracted. She wants to pick that up so bad. Was, did anybody, did it hinder your worship at all? Come on. Anybody? Okay, a few of you. That's kind of what I was going for. When we were setting this up, my children were helping me out, and, 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 and they were, they, I think they were kind of nervous. I mean, I, Grant got into it a little bit, you know, eventually. But, but they kept, you know, you could see there, even my wife, my wife was helping me. She even walked out here with this cup right here, and she had this cup on this plate. Now, now it's destroyed now. But she had this cup on this plate like this. And she walked out here and was looking for somewhere to set it. And I said, no, 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 I, I, want, it to, I want it to look like trash. And I'm glad that they were uncomfortable doing that, okay? I'm glad that they were kind of nervous. And I, I asked pastor, I, I, maybe I should have led with that. <laughs> I asked pastor's permission to do this like three or four times. Even like two days ago, I'm like, are you sure? Okay, so here's what I, I, I set up, and I, and I told uh, Sister Harding, Brother Sorrels, my wife, others. I said, if you're standing around and you see a visitor come in, because I don't want you to think that I was completely careless. If you see a visitor come in that doesn't look like they go to church here, please pull them aside and explain to them this is not the regular condition of this church. I said, but the other folks, I want you to use this phrase, and I, I hope you heard it tonight. Please excuse the mess how many heard it good good my people did their job amen there is a, a woman by the name of Isabel Winter uh, she's an author writes books she has one that's called the diary of a hoarder's daughter how many has ever heard of hoarding oh there you go how many listens to the radio show hoarders or watches it on TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, my, I, now all the hands were like. You're not, don't worry, I'm the one on camera, not you. Anybody seen Hoarders? I'm a little bit, um, you know, mental illness uh, intrigues me a little bit. You know, I, I look into it a little bit because sometimes folks with uh, mental health issues, and I'm not talking people that are real, real, real sick, 
you know, like they're dangerous. I just mean sometimes some of the different mental health things um, intrigue me. You know, it's, it's different. I don't understand it. You know, anybody else feel like that? And hoarding is one of those things. Amen. Uh, I, Isabel Winter writes in her book, and I'm just going to read a couple things that she says. She says in her book, she recalled how cluttered the house was, amen, that literally she remembered having to walk sideways to get anywhere in the house, down the hallway. She remembers a room where there were eight or nine televisions and only one of them worked, that there were tins of food in the kitchen that blew up and burst open because it had been sitting there for so many, listen to me, decades. Okay? Disgusting. There, she remembered a brand new roll of carpet that was delivered in 1974 that 40 years later when she went and visited her parents, that same roll of carpet was sitting wrapped in plastic, rolled up at the top of the stairs where the carpet company dropped it off 40 years earlier. Hoarders. She remembered putting a bag of clothing in her car because she was going to go wash it for her parents when she was an adult. And she said she left it in the back seat of her car all day. And she said the smell in her car at the end of the day, after it had baked in the sun, just from clothing in their house in a garbage bag in the back of her car, she could not get that smell out of her car for nearly two weeks. Disgusting. Amen. She recalls being too embarrassed to bring friends to the house, and certainly not boyfriends, amen, would not bring them home. She remembers when people would come and visit the house, someone would knock on the door or ring the doorbell. She remembers the phrase, and, I, and we used it here tonight, she remembers the phrase that her mom would use every time somebody came over and she would say to them, please excuse the mess. If you've ever seen that show or if you ever go watch a video or you ever do any reading up on it, you'll find that the folks that go in there to clean it up, they have to wear hazmat suits, respiratory uh, uh, things, because if they go in, like you could go in there a couple of times and come out with asthma. You could catch asthma. <laughs> it's almost true. It's not really true. Okay. Maybe I ought to study a little more. I went to someone's house one time and they had so much stuff laying around because those of you that, that don't know me, I do kitchen and bath work. So I'm in houses all the time, in and out of different houses all the time. Some new, some really old, some of them being remodeled. I went into a house one time that was so cluttered, they had so many cats that in the garage, cat boxes were stacked in the, in the in a entire half where you would park a car to the ceiling kitty litter boxes, cat food boxes, empty, empty. The whole house was practically kitty litter boxes. When we walked in there, it almost knocked me back out. It almost knocked me back out of the house. And I'm not lying. My wife probably may, I don't know, maybe remembers this. No, she don't. She's invested in my stories. I may have a few. It almost knocked me back out in the garage. I was with a guy, and we had to leave and go to Home Depot and buy masks to be able to work in this house. Otherwise, I was just going to have to go home. I mean, it was going to make me sick. Amen. They had a baby there that was on all kinds of respiratory stuff. Amen. And it was simply due to 
the, the, how terrible the air quality was there. Please excuse the mess. There are some typical behaviors that are observed in compulsive hoarding. And all of this is not just useless information. We'll apply it here in a little bit. So I just want you to see some of the uh, behaviors that they will do. And, you, and you'll recognize them if you've seen any of this. Saving far more items than are needed or can be used. You might see them acquiring even more items than can be used. And I'm talking about they will save something like an empty eggshell carton. They, they use all the eggs and they will save that saying they're going to use it for something and they'll save 10, 20, 30, 40 of them well they'll also acquire more things than they can use amen they avoid throwing things away amen their claim is that one day there may be a use for it one day they'll find something they can do with it amen they avoid making decisions Refusal, they, you may see them with a refusal to put things where they belong, like a storage place or a file drawer or, or other compartments. And there is great delay or slowness to complete something. Amen. If you've ever seen the show, and I'm sorry to keep referencing television, the show, or if you, go, if you want to go on YouTube or you want to go somewhere and watch the videos, if you've ever seen it, you will see these people. If somebody grabs that, that empty carton of eggs and throws that thing in a dumpster they lose their mind they freak out that you threw anything of theirs away you would think it was a precious heirloom to them amen they, they just freak out over the littlest thing something that you and I would walk in and say that we're going to help them clean up and we would go well this old napkin here is obviously trash and turn around and throw it away and they would lose their mind on you because that was it was useful they were going to wipe something up with it obviously not they were going to use that later they had a neighbor that was going to be out of napkins and maybe one day they would need their old napkin amen it's 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 a sickness amen why the why why even talk about hoarders why even have the trash here in the church why even talk about that humanity is interesting to me in that someone like this that is literally chin deep in garbage and I don't want to be too gross but they're chin deep in garbage and when they've got 40 cats some of them they may have 10 of them that are dead in that pile they're, they're chin deep in garbage and animal feces and the air quality has it's just terrible and, and, and that garbage, amen, to them will start to look, feel, and smell, and seem normal. Amen? To them, it's normal. Am I getting to you guys with the... All right. I'm going to move on from hoarders. But that condition that their house is in, that condition that they're living in, that condition that they're existing in, they're living in it, they're sleeping on it, everything that has to do. And when somebody comes over, it's so normal to them that they could say to them, just please excuse the mess. I don't know where you are expected to excuse it to. Where are you supposed to look and not see it? Where are you supposed to sniff and not smell it? but it's normal to them. Isn't that tragic? Who could live like that, honestly? Who, who's a hoarder here? No. I was looking for a confession. 
you know where I'm going, amen. We cannot afford to walk through this life and carelessly acquire and collect things that are unhealthy, not needed, and even useless to us in our relationship with God and with others. We can't afford to do that. If, if you, I said to somebody, if you wouldn't walk in and stay at this church if it stayed in this condition, how do you think God feels when our heart stays in this condition? I wish I could get an amen. This temple that David, a man, was contributing to and Solomon was going to build, and then he comes, and then later in Corinthians, they come out to say, don't forget, you're the temple of the Holy Ghost, and yet we leave trashy things laying around in our mind and in our spirit, amen, and in the house that God is going to use as his throne room, hallelujah. We allow things to lay around. They may not be sin, but they're things that we have carelessly acquired. I said in the office tonight, life is messy, amen. When you walk around in this life, you're going to collect, amen, uh, worldly attitudes, worldly mindsets, amen. There are things that you just can't avoid in this life, but one thing that we cannot allow to happen, we cannot allow our temple to become a landfill. Hallelujah. We cannot allow things to go just laying around and useless leaning in a corner or, or a safety hazard or, or an illness threat, amen, or an unhealthy condition. We can't allow it to become normal. We can't become comfortable with our condition in our heart. And I, I want to be clear. I want to stop here, Sister Searles, and say, I'm not talking about when you first come to God. Let me tell you something. When I first came to God, I was not only the trash collector, but I was driving the trash truck, amen. And I needed God's deliverance and I needed God's salvation and let me just give you some encouragement here tonight he's never going to leave you the way he finds you and I'm here to tell you and I'm here to testify that it doesn't matter what condition you show up in it doesn't matter how many bags of garbage or if you're driving the trash truck he's going to deliver you he's going to take it from you he's going to bring it out bring you out from it amen but here's what we can't do as saints of God seasoned veterans amen of the house of God we can't get normalized amen or Comfortable living in the trash of this life or of this world. I'm concerned, amen, that we, uh, we see things so often, we hear things so often, we, we, we get things that come across, amen, our uh, uh, phones and iPads and televisions and radios, amen, or just walking, amen, through life, and we get normalized to it, amen. We get comfortable with it, hallelujah, and the world, praise God, and those around us, hallelujah, and those that shouldn't be like that have developed, amen, and have adopted this feeling of, please, just excuse the mess, Amen. They are adopting, amen, our society, praise God. Some churches, praise the Lord, and too many Christians are adopting this kind of reasoning, amen. And watch this. Some of them are making a doctrine out of, please excuse the mess. 
We got, and I'm not going to call churches out, but we got too many churches out there that are too willing to just let people, amen, we ought to let anybody and everybody that wants to walk through the doors of our church walk through here and walk in here, amen. But we've got to be preaching a doctrine and a gospel, amen, that says, I know you walked in here with all kinds of trash in your life, but I'm here to tell you, I'm here to encourage you, the gospel wants to clean you up. It wants to pick you up. It wants to dust you off. It wants to send you on your way, hallelujah. It wants to clean you up. We got too many people that are just embracing their humanity. And churches are embracing humanity, amen, and fleshly living and worldly living. And they're afraid, amen, to address it. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I'm I'm glad I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings either. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to be confrontational. But sometimes the word of God says thus and so. And that's just the way it is. There's no argument. There's no debate. Hallelujah. It's not up, amen, for debate discussion praise the Lord if you come here and you really want change the Holy Ghost will change you and turn you around and you'll go better out a better person amen too many churches are adopting and they're making a doctrine out of just leave the trash where it is there's nothing we can do about it amen (laughs) thank God Amen, for a truth in the word of God that I heard one day. (laughs) That my heart does not have to stay cluttered and littered with the garbage of this world. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like teaching this tonight. Amen. Please excuse the mess. It's become, amen, a doctrine with some people. It's become, amen something that they feel like it wins people it caters to them it, you just pack them and, and just blow kisses to heaven and, and just be gentle and loving with them and we got to be gentle and loving with folks I'm not telling you we got to start yelling and screaming at people and slapping them with Bibles I, I, those days that doesn't work amen but we, what we do have because some folks have hit me some folks have hit me in the church, amen. They've shook me and rocked me and thrown me around, amen. And I'm kind of glad that they did, amen. I needed that, praise the Lord. But them days, you know, things happen now. Folks, folks don't have sins anymore. They got issues, praise the Lord. So now we got to deal with their issues, all right. But these churches are just saying, and the and these and too many Christians are just saying, I'm just keeping it real. You know, I'm just being real. I'm just being me. Well, guess what? If bitter and angry and hateful is just being you, then you need Jesus to change you. There's a, and I don't know much about it, so I'm going to be careful. But there, and and boy, I don't like to talk about specific folks. I don't like to talk about, but there's a lady, I don't even know her name, but she's got a, a clothing line that says, I'm Christian and I cuss a little. I'm Christian and I cuss a little. Even though Peter Prue was trying to prove that he was not a follower of Christ by using cuss words, well, I'm Christian and I cuss a little. That's, that, that's the attitude of just, just please excuse the mess. I just am who I am and I'm going to be who I'm going to be. My Bible tells me that when I went down in the water, I came up out of that water a new creature in Christ. I got to encourage you tonight. He's not going to leave you the way you came. 
Jesus Christ is in the changing, delivering, saving, cleaning up business. Can I get an amen? Praise the Lord. This amen mindset, this excuse the mess mentality has a very ill effect and unhealthy effect on our soul. How many know that the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions? Say amen. So let's talk about ultimately how this affects us. Mentally, amen. If we're talking about the mind, if we leave this trash in our spirit, if we leave, amen. And I want to be quick to point out, I'm not just talking about sins. I'm just talking about, I'm also talking about things that as Christians, as veterans of the faith, amen, that we stand here, that when we walk through life, amen, things happen to us still. Can I get an amen? That we still see things that we shouldn't see. We still hear things that we don't. We still collect, amen, as we walk around in this life. But we have a duty, amen, to shed those things away. We have got in this life, we have got to guard against distractions. I wish I could get an amen. I'm talking about your mind right now. With social media today and the information, amen, that's on the internet, there is a possibility and a probability of getting our eyes off of the prize. I'm not going to start preaching against Facebook. Those of you that, that, that got weird about it right now, amen. I, please excuse the mess, I know. But, but what happens is, amen, we can get distracted with all of the things, amen. Do you know how often, and I know folks have Bible things on their phones and stuff but do you know how often I have walked from the front of this church to the back of this church and other churches amen where I was the visiting evangelist and had to go do and I have walked by people on their phone looking at a baseball game or sending a text and I'm not going to judge what you were texting about I have texted church emergency somebody that needed answers pastor has texted me before and asked me to do something during church so I'm not judging that if you were distracted you know you were distracted if you weren't then I'm not here to say you were but what, I'm, what I am saying is this, that there, with all of the information age and everything at our fingertips, because we are human, because we are flesh, we are easily distracted. It's easy for us, amen, to look another way. It's easy for us, especially if we've got trash laying around in our heart and in our mind and in our soul. It's easy to be uninterested, amen, in holiness teaching. It's easy, amen, to get distracted and not want to hear something that is going to change our life for the better, amen. Our enemy would love to snap his fingers or shout in your ear and get you to look the other way, amen. He would love to get you to look away, amen, from the cross praise God and we have that that potential amen if we leave this stuff laying around amen we have a potential praise God to be distracted amen we have to be careful praise the Lord who we are connected to and maybe important more importantly why we are connected to them I got one amen and a couple of nods we got to be careful, and I'm not just talking about Facebook stuff. We got to be careful who we're connected to, and even more, we got to be we got to be careful why we are connected to that person. Amen. They can become a distraction. Praise the Lord. If you're connected, amen. Whether it's somebody at work or school or a neighbor or on Facebook, you had better be sure that it's a God connection for you to have a positive influence on them and not just your enemy placing them in your life. Praise God to litter your soul. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Cozart, I'm going to throw trash at you. Get ready. 
Don't get up and beat me up. Have you ever been on a job site and you thought you were there to make a difference and you found out quickly that person was from the enemy and they were there to litter your soul? You don't have to hold it. Some folks, they, they wonder, what does the preacher want me to do? You've got to be careful at your workplace. You've got to be careful at your school. You have got to be careful in your family and know, and know through prayer, amen, and the Holy Ghost, that that person is there for you to be an influence on, and you're not going to allow them to litter your soul. People can only litter our soul and corrupt our minds if we allow them and give them permission to and give them the key and open the door and allow them in to do it. Amen? We have got to be so full of the Holy Ghost that when a, 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 a demon or when somebody that is sent from the enemy just to throw litter and trash into our heart and our mind and our soul, no matter in what case it is in, no matter where it is, see, I'm going to pay for this, no matter where it is, we have got to be aware and full enough of the Holy Ghost that we're willing to slam that door, turn that deaf ear. I'm not telling you to push anybody away that needs to be saved, but if you realize, Paul said, if I'm not making a difference somewhere, I'm going to shake the dust off of my feet. I'm not going to stay here and collect trash. I'm not going to stay here and be corrupted. I'm not going to stay here, amen, and be tainted in this life, praise God. I'll shake the dust off of my feet and I'll move on to the next one. You know why? I'm supposed to be spreading the gospel. I'm supposed to be somebody that's making disciples. I'm supposed to be spreading, amen, the good news that there is salvation to all, amen. I'm not here to be your trash can. I'm not here to be your gossip pole. I'm not here, amen, to let you fill my soul with vexation and depression and oppression. I'm here to make a difference, amen. I'm not here to be buried in this world. But folks want you to say, just please excuse the mess. A few ways that that might, amen, look to you. Somebody littering your soul. Somebody, amen, praise God hurting you or trashing your life amen you might find somebody praise the Lord that's talking bad about your faith amen social media is good for that family <laughs> ah <laughs> family boy my I come out of drugs and alcohol I come out of violence, amen. I start talking to, to, you start talking to family though about God and what he's done for you. And man, they look at you worse than when you walked in there stoned. That's all right, I'm gonna talk about it. I don't mind being real. They look at you worse. They look at you more sideways. Man, what you talking about? You're crazy. No, I was crazy when I was hooked on that trash. I was stupid when I allowed the devil to put that poison in my veins. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But now, a new creature in Christ Jesus. There are folks that just don't like holiness. And they don't like being separate. And they don't like the fact that you ain't like them. Hallelujah. And so they decide, amen, that they want to discourage you. And they want to talk down to your faith. They want to question and question and question and question and question, amen. And the Bible tells us when folks are just there to, to, to talk philosophy and ask rhetorical questions all the time, Paul said, just move on. 
He said that in Corinthians to the church in Corinth because they were all into that education and the stuff that would, that would uh, uh, what do they call it, high things. Paul called it high things because they were trying to find things that were, would, would replace God, amen. I'm not knocking education, but there are folks that think they are so smart that they're smarter than God. All right. Praise the Lord. Can I just throw this one in there? It might look bad. It might be one of those people you might recognize them if they are encouraging negativity about your spouse. All right, I need more than two people. There's more than two married folks in here. Some of you went, well, I forgot what I said. I forgot what I was talking about today. That's okay. That's why we're here. Amen. That's why we teach the Word of God. That's why we preach the Word of God. Amen. Some of us need fixing. If you've got somebody that is encouraging you to talk negatively about your spouse or someone that you're in a relationship with, a godly relationship with, can I tell you, that person's just filling your soul full of trash. You had better slam that door shut. You ain't got time for that. Amen. You ain't got time for that. Praise the Lord. Politics. Oh boy. Oh boy. Politics. Politics. Man, that's some dividing trash. Amen. Can I just break some news to you? Jesus wasn't American. I'm a proud American. I vote when the election time comes around. But let me tell you something. If you're allowing politics to become a wedge between you and someone that needs the gospel, you are the one that is wrong. Come on, somebody. Politics, my goodness. This day and age, I don't even want to talk, I didn't even want to mention it tonight, amen, because people's minds run wild. You remember, do you remember what I was talking about when we started down this trail, amen? I was talking about these things that aren't sin, but they can become distractions. You know, I know somebody that was a great Bible study teacher, and I mean this, a fantastic Bible study teacher. They have, they have people out there that they were discipling. They were taking courses that were teaching them how to disciple. They were eating it up. They were made even an outreach director at their church. And I see from them on a daily basis now, they're commenting all over people's pages, and they're going after them because of their politics, and they're, and they're defending uh, 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 tooth and nail, amen, their gun rights and abortion rights and all the, and I'm okay, amen, for standing for those things. We've got to stand for those things, amen, not necessarily guns, that's not a, that's not a biblical right, but, but abortion, certainly, I understand all of that, but if you are a child of God and you are dealing with somebody that's not saved in the first place and your whole uh, 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 point and purpose to be on a social media site is just so you could prove that you are right, why don't you be right about the gospel? Why don't you be right and arguing and standing for the oneness of God? You know why? Because when they get baptized, they're going to need to know that his name is Jesus Christ. When they get baptized, they need to know that there's no other name, amen, under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. If you want to argue, if you want to debate, amen, why don't you argue and debate them into getting saved? 
Amen. I mean, you are distracted. If you are so, if you are chin deep, amen, into politics so much that you find yourself never, amen, talking about anything else, you have successfully been distracted and your temple has been trashed. I'll just, I'll just say it. Amen. You won't have to hear about hear from me for another month or so. Are these things, amen, that we're talking about, do they become heaven or hell issues? Maybe not. But the question is this. Are they expedient? Paul said, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. He also said, all things are lawful, but I will not become under the power of any other. Does anybody know what that means? He's talking about things that aren't necessarily sinful things. He's saying that, yeah, maybe it's a funny joke. Maybe it's a funny show. Maybe it's a good band. Hello? You're getting quiet. Maybe it's funny. Maybe it's good. Maybe you enjoy it. Maybe you won't go to hell over it. Maybe, you, maybe you'll still make it to heaven. But is it building you up or is it dragging you down? Are politics a sin? Absolutely not. But are they building or are they besetting? Amen? Did I lose you? I did. <laughs> that was a... Amen. Don't worry, I'm watching the time. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-6 says... For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Did you hear what I just said? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. That's what I was just talking about. He was saying to Corinth, amen. He said, it's to the pulling down of strongholds. It's to the throwing out of arguments. You know why? It's just a high thing that's trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. What, what did Paul say? I want to know Christ and Him crucified. He said, anything else just becomes a high thing. Anything else can become a stronghold. Anything else is a wasted argument if it comes between me and the knowledge of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, child of God, if, you, if you've got all kinds of things that you've got on your priority list, amen, before knowing the knowledge of Christ, your hallways, your corners, and your altar has been littered, amen, and you've allowed the enemy to put it there, you've allowed your flesh to put it there in place of the knowledge of Christ, amen, and I'm here to tell you, you need to do some spiritual housekeeping. Amen. Amen and amen, praise God. Praise the Lord. He said, let me finish that thought, bringing every thought into captivity. He said, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience with your obedience is fulfilled. He was saying, when you get rid of the high things, when you're over the arguments, when you decide that you're not going to let anything come between you and the knowledge of Christ, he said, bring into obedience every thought what was he saying don't let your mind be littered with trash clean your mind amen praise the Lord hallelujah 
relationships. I'm not going to get completely into this one. Amen. I knew that this was going to be a big subject, and I'm not going to beat you up over it. There's some other things I want to accomplish. Relationships. Amen. When we allow, praise the Lord, the world, our enemy, our flesh, amen, to litter our life, it will affect our relationships. Amen. Relationships with others. Can you imagine what it would look like, praise the Lord, if you and I are carrying all of this trash, praise the Lord, if I was carrying this all the time, everywhere I went, I had this tucked under my arm and protect, and, and Brother Miller said, hey, can you help me carry something to the car? Well, I mean, I don't really have a free hand. You see what I'm saying? We're going to encounter people in this life, amen, that need us. But if we're carrying around a bunch of junk that don't even matter, we can't help them. We're of no use to them. It will affect, amen, our relationship with others. It will get in the way, amen, of what we have been placed here to do if we're constantly. Can you imagine? I threw this up here. I was a little reluctant to do it. Can you imagine if the preacher came to the pulpit with a heart and a mind full of worldly trash? That's, that's How offensive is that? This is supposed to be a sacred desk. That's offensive to me. This was hard for me to do. Amen? So it affects our relationship with others, amen, if we gather that trash, amen, and we're supposed to be helping other people. First Timothy says this, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those that hear you. Don't be carrying around a bunch of trash. Then you won't be able to help nobody. You won't have any credibility with them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Titus says this, Titus 2, 7 and 8. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. He that is of the contrary part. What is that? That's that person that wants to push against you. Amen. That when you walk in the room and you're trying to live holy and you're trying to stay separate and you're trying to stay pure, Pure, amen and live a life for God it says when that person comes that wants to push against you amen they're going to feel ashamed of themselves you know why they don't have anything bad to say about you why you've kept your life your mind your heart your spirit your speech your thoughts amen clean of this worldly trash in this life amen amen praise the Lord Husbands, amen, and wives. I'll just mention this quickly. You all weren't in the mood to hear about it. <laughs> you weren't. Enough of you aren't married, or maybe you're not happily married. I don't know. <laughs> There's trash out there, amen, that will send a man or a woman, a husband or a wife. And I know not all of you are married, but you folks can 
You can apply it whenever you get to that point, okay? Urshan. <clears throat> Y'all are here to get married. I'm just teasing. There's trash out there that will send a husband or a wife home to their husband or their wife. Opposite way. That sends them home with unrealistic expectations. Amen? Can I get a married couple to go, uh-huh? See, this thing is really about holiness. Amen? Can I get an amen? It really is. It's really about holiness. Praise the Lord. Let me, let me read this. Amen. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to address that. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Amen. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. What does that mean? Amen. Set aside. If we're talking about Christ in the church, we can also talk about husbands and wives, that relationship there, amen. Should wives be subject to their husbands? Oh, yeah, but like the church is to Christ. Not in this uh, dictator, I'm the ruler, I'm the man of the house, okay? I, that, like I said, that's another subject. Husbands, love your wives. How? Like Christ loved the church and gave everything for it. Okay, so that's, that's the healthy. And it says that he did it so that he could present to himself a bride that's without spot and blemish. Holy. Holy. Amen. That's really what this thing is about. And when I mention the word holy, don't run off uh, into the fields, amen, and start talking about dress code. That's another holiness. That is part of holiness, amen. But there's a holiness, amen, that our relationships are supposed to be holy. Our thoughts are supposed to be holy. Our actions are supposed to be holy. Our reactions, our attitudes, our mindsets, we're supposed to be a holy people, amen. Can I get an amen? Let me move on, amen. Children are being indoctrinated, amen, by shows, amen, at every age level, what's acceptable, and, and they're being taught, amen, by ungodly um, resources, what relationships of romantic and family behavior, amen. Did you know that the number one cause of divorce right now, it used to be money, the number one cause of divorce right now is an internet relationship? Folks cheating on the internet. The number one cause of families being destroyed is the way they're being depicted, amen, in TV, amen, and on the internet. Praise the Lord. And that's just the truth. How effective, now, here's where I want to get. The most important relationship that affects everything else is our relationship with God. Can I get an amen? How effective can our worship be if we are weighed down by bags or arms full of unnecessary or the things amen that hinder us how effective can we be in worship those of you that said you walked in here and if this church was actually trashed i don't think you'd you'd have your hands lifted high and worship you'd be sitting there mad wouldn't you you'd be sitting there upset angry amen the trash in our life will affect us 
in the spirit when we're trying to worship a God that is a spirit, one that is holy, amen. Amen? It will affect our worship, praise the Lord. Can you imagine how effective can we really pray if we were kneeling in a physical pile of garbage? Can you imagine? If this was real garbage, by the way, this is all clean stuff. This is stuff that I found. It wasn't actually in the garbage. Can you imagine if there was a real pile of garbage up here? And I ask you to come up and pray. But we expect ourselves as individuals when we're trying to maintain our relationship with God and we got all kinds of trash and garbage in our life and we're trying to pray and pray in a pile of trash. Amen? How effective can we study, amen, if we've got the, the Word of God hidden, amen, under the garbage in our life. But David said, Thy Word have I hidden in my heart, amen. Thy Word have I hidden in my heart. Not underneath this pile of stuff that's in my life. Not underneath this garbage or this trash, amen, that's distracting me. How difficult would it be if we were expected, amen, to learn the Word of God and it's filtered through the garbage that we have put in our mind, amen. Amen? Are you still with me? I'm almost done. <clears throat> almost done. We, amen, everything that I'm talking about, we are really just guilty of being human. Right? Everything I just talked about is just human. Life is messy. When we walk through life, we step in stuff. We get our feet dirty. We get our hands dirty. Amen? It just happens. Praise the Lord. The problem only lies when we try to just please excuse the mess. We're human. We're going to have problems. We're going to collect stuff. We're going to be, we're going to be in trouble. The problem lies when we just try to step over it kick it over into the corner or ask somebody to just ignore it just I'm human amen amen Ephesians 4.22 says that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye have put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Listen to this, verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. Amen. Can I tell you my, I don't know if it's my second title or my title B. Can we say put trash in its place? Don't give place to the devil, amen. If he's bothering you, if he's wrecking your life, if, just tell him, get thee behind me. You don't have any business over here. Just put that trash in its place, amen, and all of those mindsets that go with it. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands and, and the thing which is good, that he may have to give him that needeth, amen. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. I'm going to read that one again again but amen let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying or building up amen that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the holy spirit of god 
whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted. Forgive one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Put trash in its place. Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. This is how we're going to put trash in its place. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. You know the Bible tells us worry about nothing, pray about everything. Worry clutters your mind. Worry about nothing, pray about everything. You're in his hands, amen. What better hands to be in? Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. I'm going to say it again. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, amen. Brethren. We're moving on. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. How do you put trash in its place? I've asked some young people to help me out. Amen. And just, just go, you can stand up and just, when you hear me mention something, you can do your thing. How do we keep this temple of the Holy Ghost cleaned up? Do me a favor. If you're sitting on a chair and you see some tissues laying there, they're not actually dirty. Somebody didn't blow their nose and throw them down there. That's mine. That's me. We put those there. I want you just to pick it up, throw it out in the aisle. If you see some trash, there's a water bottle. I'm not sure I put that there. But you can throw it out in the aisle. It's cool. We'll get to it. How will we keep this temple of the Holy Ghost? Say the temple's a big deal. It's a big deal to God. You wouldn't come to church like this. Don't expect God to come to your heart like this. Don't let your temple become a landfill. Prayer and fasting. It's basic stuff, folks. You can get started saying. All of you. Those of you that, that were going to help you. We're going to keep this temple cleaned up with prayer and fasting. That's the basic first rule. You have got to pray and fast. Devotion to the Word of God. Amen. He told Joshua, if you'll stay in my word, and you won't go to the left and you don't go to the right because out here's a landfill out here's a garbage dump if you'll stay in my word he said then will you have success that's what we want right we want to be successful in the kingdom of God he said stay in my word fellowship with those of like faith I didn't say don't go eat dinner with sinners amen we gotta, we got to be among the sinners. We have to reach them. We have to rub elbows with them. But listen to me. When you need good, old-fashioned, wholesome fellowship, 
do it with the saints of God. The Bible, that's, that's apostolic, folks. That's book of Acts stuff. Fellowship is apostolic. How will we keep it clean? Faith, amen. Faith, what is faith? When we're standing in the middle of a storm, amen. Instead, hallelujah, of asking, why did God put me in the storm? Faith says, I'm glad that while I'm in the storm, I am yet standing that's faith I don't need to understand I don't need to get it all I need to know I said it a minute ago all I need to know is I'm in the hands of God and there's nowhere better to be your faith amen will keep your soul clean faithfulness to the house of God and to the things of God amen and true and total holiness we shouldn't look like them we should talk like them we shouldn't think like them. We shouldn't act like them. We shouldn't react like them. Amen? Holiness is this. When I have a right to punch you square in the face, holiness says, but I'm not like that anymore. That'll mess up my spirit. When I have a right to react the way they react, but I choose not to, that's holiness. Amen. When everybody else is laughing, and I even think it's funny, but some jokes are funny. But I know it ain't like him. I choose to walk away. That's holiness. You get the picture. Let's stand together. Sister Marks, do you feel better? Okay. Church, I don't I don't teach things like this. Amen. The Lord begins to deal with me on things like this and I explained to someone earlier today I don't I don't teach these things we don't ladies I'm sorry we don't need music, don't need music. it's 852 I'm gonna dismiss everybody we don't teach on I don't teach on things like this because I see stuff and I say you know what sister Harding needs a message on cleaning up her life I pick on her because that's my mama I don't, I don't teach things because I, I see stuff and I, I teach things because the Lord puts it in my spirit and that's what any good preacher, minister, pastor will do, amen, when the Lord puts it in their spirit, they study it out and they let it come out however he sees fit to let it come out, there were other things that while teaching here tonight I felt that were in my notes that I want to say but I felt to just move, move on from them, amen they, they weren't, I'm trying to follow after the spirit, so here's what I'm telling you we live in a life and in a society that's like never been before. Our kids experience stuff in school that you and I, folks my age and older, never experienced. They see things, hear things. There's stuff on television these days. There's stuff in music these days. It, it's crazy. It is easy to walk through this life and just collect the trash and carry the trash and let it hold us down. The Bible tells us this, Sister Sorrels. Lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets you. What does that mean? You don't just have to get rid of the sin, amen? God's going to help you with that. The Holy Ghost is going to help you with that. But he's saying there are some things that are just going to weigh you down. They're not expedient. He says, lay them aside. What does beset mean? Set you back. Don't let these things, don't let worldliness... And your flesh set you back. 
if you're not willing to come to a church that's trashed, don't ask God to sit on a throne that's been trashed. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I love you, God. I'm so thankful for your word, your presence, your power, your spirit, these, your people, God. We've come. We've heard your word. We've felt your presence. Lord, I pray that as I walk away from here, and I pray they will pray their own prayers. As I walk away from here, I will begin, Lord Jesus, that process, amen, of prayer and fasting and devotion, Lord Jesus, and fellowship and faith and faithfulness, God, and true holiness, Lord, so that whenever you sound that trumpet, when you come back for your bride, I want to be found without spot and without blemish and I want to go with you Jesus and I want to take as many people with me as I can in Jesus name and everybody said in Jesus name God bless you you're dismissed